0: To be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it.
1: We've got
2: Bush. I like to fuck. Do you like to fuck? just money shots, uh, chairs all over there.
1: Those guys with bankbusters think they, they're a good deal.
3: Mm-hmm. My dick is small. What's
1: up, drunk marks
2: What's up, drunk marks and drunk marquettes? Welcome to Drunk Wrestling History. I'm your designated host, Adam, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. I'm drunk, I'm old, I'm
3: tired, and I work with fucking children.
1: And this is Scott, the man of a thousand and
2: four drinks. Thank you. Oh, is there a harmonica going on? I hear music. I don't know. I don't hear anything. you playing a video game? Sounds like
3: 8-bit music. Do you recognize it? Mega Man, or... Wait, turn that shit up. I just came across it, and I thought it'd be funny to have it playing at the beginning.
1: I can't hear it on my left headphone. Turn that shit up. That's Brutus the Barber's uh, music in 8-bit. Very good. Very good. Nailed yep. it. Yep. From uh, wrestling... What would that be? The tag team wrestling game.
3: Wrestling I don't know what Wrestling Challenge
1: says, or something like that?
3: Yeah, it just says 8-bit arcade game, one, 101 game themes 2.0.
1: That was the second NES game that came out. I believe that was tag team related where you could only be in a tag team and Brutus was in that game. That was his music.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. I just happened to, um, I don't know. I just came I wasn't even, I think I accidentally clicked like the wrong thing on the iPad and Drunk, it came YouTubing up. I like, history. yeah, I was just kind of like, Oh, okay, whatever. I'll fucking play this. Yeah. That's you a good, s-
1: that's a solid choice of music, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, hold on. All right. What are you trying to get us in trouble with Spotify again? What the fuck? oh yeah yeah
3: i know i know
2: yeah although
1: i've heard wang chung really enjoys our show
3: that could be (laughs) 80s porn music yeah i hope they (laughs) i hope they like it more than foo fighters and fucking beck right
1: not a fan of the show
3: yeah that was crazy when that happened i was like what the fuck like how did they even know about this i'm like i don't even know what to do because if it it turns into a thing like i'm not putting i don't even know how to put up um, differently edited episodes for Spotify. Nor do I feel like putting the work into that. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to come up with some rights-free music uh, for that. I'm gonna have to get the
1: fucking guitar out and write a song. I was gonna say, time to get the bass guitar out, dude.
3: Yeah, I, well, I mean, I have the guitar, the regular guitar and the bass guitar, and I'm a little bit of a, I could play keyboard a little bit with one hand. So uh, we'll Just see. If you guys aren't hearing, that it's not
1: our
2: music. Giving credit, but uh, I can play some skin yeah.
1: flute if you need that for the. The mix.
2: Yeah, you're going to have to come over to play it. All
1: right.
3: <laughs> I need you to watch me, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'll
2: come over too, but I won't tell you what I'm going to come over. Um, in to- the meantime, <laughs> <Let's> get- <laughs> thank you all very much for joining us. Make sure that you head over to whatamaneuver.net, get those drunk wrestling history t shirts, tank tops, hoodies, and onesies, especially for the miniature drunk marks and drunk marquettes in your lives. Uh, Drunk Wrestling History logo Loud and Proud on the chest You can look like a true Drunk Wrestling Historian And you can shop for these On whatamaneuver.net Buy a fucking shirt Buy a fucking shirt Yeah, and if you want a beanie Let us know And if the beanie bitch Ever gets back to
3: us We'll see what we can do Yeah, assuming she ever Gets back to us We can only order so many I'm thinking we should
1: Send out a search party for her She's left me on red Yeah,
3: yeah Send up the fucking
2: the, the, The beanie signal
1: Right Yeah. Exactly.
2: But then you'll get the attention of so many potheads and Well but then we'll get increase our (laughs) audience.
1: Hacky sacks flying at your face.
2: Nice. What What do we have to drink?
3: I'm drinking a um it's like a cubert beer, it's a cranberry wheat ale that you got for me. Um, It's good. I like it. Um, It's 5.6%. So it'll keep me. uh, This is our second episode. I drank a tall can of Corona and had a shot of rum during the previous episode. And I had a little bit of rum at the bar. So um, I'm feeling cool. And um, this Cranbert is going to keep me feeling cool. You look cool.
1: Thank you. And Adam, in uh, conjunction with Eddie, you're also getting me drunk tonight on this ale song from Senor Rhino. It is an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with cinnamon, cocoa, vanilla, and ancho chili. I don't know the percentage. Uh, oh, 12 and a half. That's it? Oh, fuck.
2: Would be the That's percentage. That's 12 and a
1: half percent? And it's a big ass bottle.
3: Is that? Oh, dude, you're going to feel fucking cool by the time you're done with that. Let me tell you, my friend.
2: I'm
1: already feeling fucking cool. What kind of homework are you doing with Peyton? Math. Oh. <laughs> Luckily, it's on the computer and not written.
2: Most badass okay. math tutor wearing a guar shirt.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she's in trouble. She's guaranteed <laughs> oh at God. least a D.
3: <laughs> That's fucking incredible, dude. I love it. Oh, you just slammed the end of that bottle too. Is that was that? Was good. that it?
1: That was it, dude. Yeah, you killed it. Yeah, I killed it. That's, nice. It's right. doing the job for sure. Hell yeah!
2: Uh, I got some That's Sioux good. City sarsaparilla.
1: That's good shit, pal. It is good shit, pal. Good choice, Adam. Thank you, my friend. You are
2: very welcome. I'm uh, I'm happy to share uh, everything that I have access to at uh, at my trivia place, the cooler. Love it. Uh, for this week's episode, we're going uh, around the table to discuss what we think are the craziest things that Vincent Kennedy McMahon has done. Yeah, the name of this episode is Vince is Crazy. (laughs) Exactly. Straight to the point. And before we even start the episode, you agree. It's true.
1: Oh, yeah. We have a big bucket of shit to pick from. Yeah.
2: Uh, By the way, I wasn't asking you if you agree. You agree. (laughs) You're telling them. There's no question. Yeah. 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 I,
3: I thought this went up a while ago, but I didn't really know how to do it. You know, I was like. Do we do it like this, like a roundtable type thing? Like we did the Vince failures episode or I, you know, I didn't really know. And I wasn't really in a hurry to do it, but then it was like big news with Vince. He fucking came, comes back to the company. Well, yeah, this was was, before he even retired to begin with or stepped away. I I thought, I thought of this a long time ago, but then when I was like, let's do, now's the time to do it. You know, I was like, because he's fucking crazy. He just forced his way back into the company. You know what I mean? He was just like. Uh, Hey, board of directors, uh, I won't sign off on any deal as the fucking uh, majority fucking shareholder.
1: And uh, I will effectively cripple the company if you don't let me come back. Yeah, it was a huge power play, dude. But you had this idea before everything moved away from being status quo. Like Vince was still in charge of the company, still in charge of creative. And then batshit crazy started. So, yeah, you had this idea way before all of this shit over the last year kind of all went downhill. I did,
3: because he's been crazy for 35 fucking years. He has, it was just yes. It was just, then he did, like, one of the crazier things he's ever done, and it was in the news, and it was a big story. Right. Became the and exclamation I was like, point on all this. Yeah, so I was like, okay, let's do this one now. I wish we would have yeah. recorded it actually, like, um, it was just schedule-wise. I wish we could have dropped this one a little sooner um but whatever it is what it is you know yeah. you're, you're what does he have left in
1: his crazy tank though
3: well oh, fuck i mean i, I think he's him. gonna
1: i think he's gonna sell the company
3: or he's gonna do whatever is gonna be his last deal and then i think he's gonna ride off into the sunset yeah um so who knows what the fuck crazy shit he's gonna do at home uh you know what i mean <laughs> like he might fucking have you know he might have an apartment full of fucking midgets over there in connecticut uh, who are fucking nailing his balls to a step stool? I have no idea. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? The guy's nuts, but I don't think he's <laughs> yeah, we'll see- nuts. Literally, yeah. like yeah. I don't think right we'll. S- I think we're done seeing his craziness. You know what I mean? Unless okay. he decides to fucking sell the company to the moon or some shit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Who knows at this point?
2: Hold on, hold on, Chris is WrestleMania. Oh. WrestleMania sixty yeah. on the Vince on the scene of tranquility. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Vince is going to put all of his fucking roster on a rocket made by Tesla and fly them to the moon, and WrestleMania 60 will be on the fucking moon. Oh, God, this is (laughs) fucking
2: reminding me of that uh, SNL digital short, The Space Olympics, saying, It's going to (laughs) be extravagant, but we have no budget. Everything is canceled. (laughs) (laughs) So
3: we each picked a few things um, that we thought... Uh, accurately illustrated how fucking crazy Vince McMahon is and I left it open to you know um, I didn't say pick something storyline wise something he did in real life whatever whatever the fuck
1: yeah I know. think the odds are low that there's going to be overlap here because there's, so so there's so much so a huge bucket to pick from
3: Right, right. It would be like if it was like, oh, we all pick our three favorite Shawn Michaels. No, that actually
1: would probably have. There would probably be some overlap Um, in that. But this is such a deep pool. Pick your
3: favorite porn star. Well, no, we'd all have Kelly Madison.
1: I think we would. Yeah, that's that's number
3: one. Yeah, this might be the one thing where there'd be no overlap. Right. Yeah. Right. So
1: who's going first? You want me to go first? Go ahead. Alright, let first. me get into my list. You here. want me to
3: go first? I never go first. I feel like I always like push p- make you guys go,
1: go first. Alright, you want to go first. Fuck the lead it off, dude. Alright,
3: I'll go first because I don't think I ever go. I'm not sure I've ever gone first.
1: Well, usually you're um, the one that does like the deepest dives into your shit. Like Adam and I are like, you know, we'll do some, but like you're like all the way into it. Like you're like balls deep into the subject. So yeah. I, I feel the like it's was was deep. <laughs> yeah, dick, I'm dick deep in Vince McMahon. Yeah, right. well, that's you
3: know, well, you know why? Because I don't do shit at work all day, so I just have plenty of time to work on my wrestling, uh, drunk wrestling history notes.
1: It laid up in your um, work hammock with your iPad.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I got rid of the hammock. I got fucked up, but I got like a chase lounge. You know? Oh, good. I'm glad um, you like upgraded. Have a, yeah, like if you stay at like a fancy hotel and you lay at uh, <laughs> the pool. Yeah, I got one of those. Yeah, this nice. is for work. Yeah, and I suspend the iPad above me. It's fucking great, and wear slippers. Um, <laughs> You're like okay, this so, so I'll just give you a heads up All three of mine As many crazy fucking uh, Real life things there were I All of mine are stuff that happened on WWE TV
1: Oh I had, we might I have had,
3: overlap here then Okay I had two That didn't happen on TV That were real life things And I sort of tossed them last minute And by last minute I mean like It's 8.30 right now I'm talking like 4.30 today oh so before Um, the bar before i went to the bar okay um so my first one is um i just wrote down on my you know like the bold print on my uh note i wrote linda slash trish slash steph very nice so this is this started this would have started in december 2000 this is a storyline that happened with linda trish and steph um, so Vince tells Linda in December 2000 he wants a divorce. This had to do with her being fucking McFoley's buddy and Vince hated McFoley. He was sort of involved Foley's commissioner. He was, yeah, yeah, he yes. was out of the Yeah, so at this point it was they moved on from that. Vince tells uh Linda he wants a divorce. Um, Steph isn't happy with this at first, but Vince like just tells her like, "Oh, she doesn't love me. She loves my money and my cars and my fucking private jet. And Steph's like, Well, Dad, you're making a lot of good points. Fuck her. <laughs> so Steph takes uh, Vince's side. Vince gets a call from Shane backstage at SmackDown saying that Linda has had a nervous breakdown and she's in the hospital. And Vince is ecstatic. He's, a, I think he did like a, uh, like, like in a dark room smiling in a mirror. <laughs> Thing. Like, he loves it. He's so happy. He's like, oh, my God, this is the, all my dreams have come true. Linda's had a nervous breakdown and she's in the hospital. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephanie comes out later and annou- like a week later announces that with Linda being like incapable of performing her duties as CEO, the board has voted to remove her and Vince has full power. So he's completely in charge of the company at this point because um, Linda was the one who made Mick Foley commissioner. And so Vince is like, cool, Linda's fucking in the hospital. I've got complete control of the company. What am I going to do next? I know. I think I'll fuck Trish Stratus.
1: (laughs) I mean, look, that's what I do.
3: (laughs) Right? Yeah. 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 You know what sounds enjoyable? Fucking Trish Stratus.
1: (laughs) I imagine I'd quite like that. (laughs) To be fair, I've said that every day since 2000. (laughs) so he starts fucking trish
3: this is before trish was actually wrestling
1: so he starts fucking trish
2: now now i'm just picturing uh shannon walking by like oh you want to fuck trish ass (laughs)
1: because you're like same (laughs) um
3: so this is all going on we're knowing about this because there's always that fly on the wall camera that i fucking can't stand yeah gtv um no well gtv would have been better i actually Always thought they should have kept GTV. Agree. Like somehow a producer is getting access to security cameras in the fucking arena, right? And that's how you're finding out this shit. I hate when someone is revealing his fucking insidious plot to fuck over a guy in the main event, and he's on camera doing it in the nine o'clock hour. And between nine o'clock and ten forty-five, one of his friends, one of one of the guy's friends, doesn't text him and say, "Hey, dude, this is what the guy's gonna do to fuck you over." Right. You know. Yeah. It never made any sense. And and. And it's weird that he didn't see the camera that was three feet from. Right. But whatever, let's fucking suspend disbelief. So we know that Vince is fucking Trish because of all this. They're doing, like, she's grabbing his ass. She's rubbing his back with his shirt off. She's, like, taking a bubble bath in front of him.
1: He's handing her $3 Um, million. (laughs)
3: Yeah, he's making her sign an NDA. Um. So, Steph is pissed about it. She doesn't like it. Like, how dare you fuck this chick? And Vince is like, dude, we're just friends. Relax. We're just really good friends.
1: Yeah, she's like, I'm way hotter than Trish.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> and it gets to the point where finally Stephanie is like, okay, you know what? Fuck her. I want to have a match with her. I want to beat her up on pay-per-view. And this would have been, I think, the January pay-per-view. But it could have been, it could have been the Royal, um, or could have been the November. Uh, uh, what the fuck comes after January? Uh, February it was one of those two pay-per-views um so Vince tells William Regal no way like, out no way out so yeah. Vince talks to William Regal about it and he's like hey you know my fucking daughter's gonna wrestle my girlfriend and uh if you happen to be out there you know what you need to do Regal goes out and helps Steph win because he thinks Vince wants Steph to win Vince is pissed because he wanted Trish to win <laughs> and he says tag team match player. So on Raw, you get Vince and Trish versus Regal and Steph. So you got Steph and Trish in the ring. Trish tags Vince in. Steph goes to tag Regal, and Regal jumps down off the apron like, fuck that. I'm not getting in the ring with Vince.
2: <laughs> you got so family Vince... issues. You work
3: it out. So so Vince has got Trish in the ring, and he gets on the microphone, and he says – or I mean, I'm sorry. He's got Steph in the ring. He gets on the microphone, and he says something you know, to the effect of, I'm Vince McMahon, and I always get what I want. And he walks over to Trish and by her hair yanks her over the top rope into the ring. And he lets Stephanie fucking slap her. William Regal hits his finisher on her. And then Stephanie like has like a mop in a bucket covered in like, I don't even know what it is, dude. It looks like chocolate milk and corn. (laughs) And covers fucking Trish with it. Dunks her head in it. And Vince tells Trish, there's only one daddy's little girl. And you were daddy's little toy. And I'm tired of playing with you
1: wow jesus yeah
3: but through all this trish was still loyal to vince she's like the paralegal who wouldn't shut the fuck up about him right um, she's in love with him right and vince makes her this is where you get the infamous he made her bark like a dog and strip down to her underwear in the ring um and at this point linda is medicated and catatonic in a wheelchair so and vince is fucking living his best life at this point Shane comes back, he's pissed. This is where he buys WCW and he and Vince have a match at WrestleMania 17. During the match, Trish rolls Linda, who was catatonic, out to the ring in a wheelchair. She slaps Vince and then she and Steph fight their way out of the stadium. Linda ends up standing up, revealing she was never catatonic, and dick punches Vince and Shane wins the match.
1: (laughs) The dreaded cock punch.
3: Yes. And all this so that Vince could make out with Trish on TV, in front of his own wife, for real life. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? At the time, it never crossed my mind that Vince was doing this because he wanted to make out with Trish and do all this shit. But then when the shit about the paralegal came out, I was like, fuck man, maybe he did. And I know Trish is on really good terms with the company and has never said a bad word about him. And anytime they ask her to come back, she's right there. So I don't think that's actually it, but with what's gone on and a lot, what's come out in the last year, it is it makes a really you wonder
2: look. like what what kind of it's pressure a, was she under? Unfortunately, right, right? It's a
3: really yeah. I think it was probably fine, but it's a really bad look. I mean, I think if if she was under, I think if she was ever um forced into doing something she didn't want to do to keep her job, she wouldn't show up all the time now. You know, is the way I look at it. But. It is kind of like Vince is like, they're not making a fucking movie. He is making out with Trish in front of his fucking wife who's 50 years older than her. You know, like I imagine Linda didn't feel fucking great about it. Yeah. You know so what this I mean? Is, this is fine. He's not an actor who got cast in a role in a movie. He's a guy writing right. the fucking show. You know, he's in charge right. of the whole thing. And he wrote this he, for himself.
2: And especially right. now in this day and age with people properly expressing what their actual orientation is like that's definitely what? not the case of like a no polyamorous uh, behavior or some some kind of dis, some kind of agreement uh between him and uh, Linda just just wants to make out with Trish. I've no I've no idea what you're talking He's about. He's saying that they didn't have an open relationship.
1: Oh, I mean okay. Well, I mean it's safe to assume they didn't, right? I mean Linda wasn't banging Mick
2: Oh, So it wasn't okay for
1: Vince to like make out with Trish. Uh, Yeah,
3: I guess. What's Linda going to say? Oh God, now I'm picturing that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's, I imagine
3: this is when Linda, I imagine this is when Linda moved to fucking Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Probably probably right after WrestleMania. Yeah,
1: fuck this guy. Yeah.
3: So that's my first Vince is crazy example.
2: Well done. So actually, can I go next? Because it actually, it, it actually, uh, uh takes a step further from that story. It is practically oh, Vince someone Vince fuck someone else on TV? Well <laughs> Trish, <laughs> Sable, okay. Stacy, okay. Tori, and Candace Michelle. It's good to be the king. <laughs> it's just pointing out that why do you have to create storyline where you put these put these women in this position. Right. Like, it's just disgusting old man totally uncalled for. As, and especially hor- if you are playing... He's horny, dude. Oh, no, he definitely is. It's just that this is... he pay. There it is. Really? Keep going. Hey, the- keep going, keep going. Okay. There's... Just no reason for like these epic makeout sessions, even if there was storyline of, okay, you're now my assistant and now there's romance. Uh, maybe there's like flirting leading up to something and a peck on the cheek or a peck on the lips. But disgusting old man open mouth eat up her lips. Like, Oh my God. Why? It's, and so... Definitely started with Trish uh, doing that with Trish uh, in front of a uh, catatonic Linda McMahon. There's my fucking music, and maybe this is good kissing music. So he's doing it with Sable uh, in the middle of that rivalry with uh, uh, with Stephanie and like how he's not enjoying her being the SmackDown GM. Fucking does it with Stacy Keebler and Tori Wilson, like. How's that for a fucking welcome after the invasion angle? We just acquired you. This is what you have to put up with. Yep. Ugh. Like, I could... If there was, like, a sexy character or so, I could see them being, like, a sexy manager or maybe, like, a tag team with somebody. But to be put in the position where they have to open-mouth make out with Vince, totally bad. And then you have to do it to Candace Michelle too like I yeah. know I know you created Vince <laughs> as like, now Devils, you're getting defensive all right <laughs> it's just totally unnecessary he and disgusting he didn't even disgusting. give her a foot
1: rub <laughs> yeah
2: well then
3: what's the point if you're if you're not going to touch your feet exactly yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah all that, right that's just like crazy uh abuse of power in in the uh, illusion of storytelling what we have we have to have this story I have to be making out with him otherwise this company's gonna go under okay well
3: no you're right it, it, it is crazy because it's fucking crazy town over there at oh, that company with this it guy is, in charge totally. it is
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah. a horny old man in charge of creative essentially right With with a huge talent pool of beautiful women at yeah. his disposal yeah Yeah, to do with as he pleases, apparently. Yeah, just just totally uncalled for. I've never hated him more. Yeah, Lucky.
2: (laughs) That's my music segment.
1: All right. Well done, Adam. Thank you. All right, you want me to throw mine in? You're up, dude. All right, I'm just going to throw a year out to you guys. Okay. 1999. Vince in the year as Adam would say of our Lord 1999 as the head of creative booked himself to win the Royal Rumble (laughs) not only winning the heavyweight title chance at Wrestlemania that year to also become the heavyweight champion of his own promotion by defeating his future son-in-law Triple H yeah. Wow. I actually, yeah. I, forgot, I forgot that. <laughs> I mean, look, I joked earlier, it's good to be the king, but god damn it, dude. It's good to be the king. <laughs> this guy books yeah, himself right. to win. I I mean, it's arguable. The Royal Rumble pay-per-view is one of the big four. But mm-hmm. a lot of people, like, that's their favorite pay-per-view of the year. And it's... Oh, yeah. A lot of people. And in most years, you send the crowd home happy. Mm-hmm. Vince was like fuck all of that I'm gonna book myself as the biggest heel in the company to win the Royal Rumble and I'm not going to go on to Wrestlemania to face the champion (laughs) but while we're at it we may as well put me in the booking sheet to win the heavyweight title from my future son-in-law Triple H because fuck it why not I own the goddamn company
2: why not go all the way
1: (laughs) why not go all the fucking way
2: Wait, let me give a better term. Why not do the full Monty?
3: (laughs) I never thought about it until right now, but yeah, in 1999, Vince booked himself to win the whole thing. Last year, he fired Shane for putting himself over in the match without winning.
1: Yeah, how dare you follow in (laughs) my footsteps exactly? Yeah, Shane didn't even win the fucking thing. He just looked pretty good in it. He just looked good in it. Vince won the fucking thing. (laughs) So... (laughs) It's good to be the king. It's good to be the king. So I'm just going to say <laughs> 1999. <laughs> the mm-hmm. year
3: of Vince. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, dude. All right. Uh, that's that's it for that, that one? That's it for that one. Yeah. Okay. Because what right, more do you some- have to say on it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so for my second one, I just wrote um, on my note, May Young.
1: <laughs> okay <laughs>
3: <laughs> So Mae Young For anyone who's not familiar with her I guess if you're like a, uh, If you haven't been watching wrestling that long Or you're younger uh, Mae Young started wrestling in ni- She had her first match in 1940 um, She had a great career I think she was champ for a minute She had a legendary feud with Mildred Bur- Bur- uh, Burke Burke who was back in the day, considered the best women's wrestler of all time. Um, she was a huge, huge deal. She never was a big deal in um, Vince's territory. I don't, I'm not sure if she ever worked for his dad. She might, she probably did, you know, cause most of the women did, um, you know, do a couple shows here and there, but she was never like a huge star over there. Um, she shows up in 1999, 59 years after her debut at 76 years old with Moolah. And what's the first thing she does? She takes a, ch- a guitar shot from Jeff Jarrett in a figure four. Fuck. Her first night in the company. So right away, it's like, whoa, what are they doing over here on WWE? This old woman just got a, ch- a guitar broken over her fucking head. They're making her pay her fucking dues. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, she's like an uh, like NXT call-up who gets jobbed out. Yeah. She's <laughs> <just> like Elias. <laughs> Uh she has her first week or her first match a week later or a week and a half. It was a handicap evening gown match. Moolah was her partner, and they were re- they wrestled ivory, and May Young got her clothes ripped off of her in this match at seventy six years old. at seventy six years old. Excellent. So that was um, I think she debuted in either September, or October. so this was a week later. So you get to the Rumble a couple months later. She's just kind of there, you know, just shows up on TV. um at the Rumble. She is in the swimsuit contest that they decided was an appropriate thing to have at the Royal Rumble cuz this was 1999 and she won the contest after showing her tits <laughs> which were in her buckets. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she actually came out in a bikini, ripped the top off, tits fucking swinging around. <laughs> apparently it was actually apparently it wasn't they weren't real, you know what I mean? Apparently it was from everything I've read it was like prosthetic tits that went down to her feet um <laughs> and like michael hayes or somebody fucking threw a robe over her or a towel in front of her i forget who whoever was hosting the thing covered her up immediately you, you only saw him for a minute but um it was I enough mean, to vomit or
1: you know i don't know yeah i was trying to cover but you know yeah
3: <laughs> right. this, uh, um so not long after that Or I think actually she started before, early before this, but it carries through the whole thing. She starts fucking Mark Henry. (laughs) So anyway, she's fucking Mark Henry. Yeah, Mae Young is fucking Mark Henry. And I was thinking about it today, and I was like, well, I guess I know what kind of porn Vince was watching when he was stuck at home last year. (laughs) So while fucking Mark Henry, not, not, during the actual act but during the time frame uh, she ends up taking a Bubba bomb through a table she told Bubba to slam her like she would anyone else and Bubba was like okay well, yes ma'am um, and I thought that Bubba really uh, had her land on his legs but I watched it back today and he didn't he did slam her like he would anyone else like his legs were spread she was between his legs damn um, which I know how weird that sounds um, well so, normally she, he would like, know how Bubba standing. does it yeah yeah, but I mean when he hit the table, he didn't he didn't like cover her back up with his legs. You know what I mean? Okay. So his legs went through it first like he did it just like he would anyone else. It was not the way I remembered it. Okay. Um a week later she's in a wheelchair. Bubba rolls her out of the locker room to the stage and proceeds to powerbomb her off the stage through another table. But
1: was she in a she wheelchair be- because of the previous powerbomb, or because yeah, of the Mark Henry? Power bomb, she, yeah, because she, she was seven- <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think
3: I think her neck was fucked because of Bubba. Her lower back was fucked because of Mark Henry.
1: I see, and her cervix
3: was just destroyed. Yeah, but she she's seventy seven years old. What she need that for? Yeah, it's okay. But we'll find out soon enough. Then she winds up pregnant. And At 76 kinda, At 76 years old She winds up pregnant With Mark Henry's baby And uh, Oh A well, uh, quick note Jim Ross said That once he found out Mae Young was willing To go through the table He was all in He was like Fuck yeah This old lady wants to go Through a table That's good <laughs> shit pal like, Get it on, get on TV right away um, So he had no thoughts About like Well maybe we shouldn't do it Because she's a billion years old Nah fuck it Put her through the table um, She's willing Yeah so Mark Henry ends up knocking her up. And the whole time you're like, where are we going with this, dude? Like, and this went on for a couple months. And as everyone knows, even if you didn't watch it back then, I'm sure you've seen it somewhere. She ended up giving birth to a hand. <laughs> and I'm just going to say that was a very pale hand. I don't think that was Mark Henry's baby.
1: That was not Mark Henry's baby hand. No. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. It might have been Bubba's. Uh, good point. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's it. I just Vince McMahon bringing in a 76 year old woman right before her 77th birthday and letting her do all this shit, pull her tits out, Bubba bombs, <laughs> guitar shot to the head. Like what if what kind of lunatic puts this on TV? The lunatic
1: that's into guilt porn. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well said. Oh.
1: Adam, do you have another uh, Vince is crazy?
2: Moment. I do. Uh, originally, I said uh, like one or two. I I think I have three, unless uh, we find out there's overlap. Okay. At starting after the invasion in the year of our Lord 2001, the Vincent Kennedy McMahon Kiss My Ass Club. I almost had this yeah,
1: one. Yeah, I did too. I thought one of you guys was gonna take it though, so I didn't put it on my list.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, on the theme of uh, Vince and uh, kisses uh, to the act of kissing, uh, we've now moved from his lips to his
3: ass.
2: (laughs) Why is this a thing?
3: He's crazy. Well, Vince McMahon might say, why not?
2: Right. He's paying these motherfuckers. Why not? But do that shit backstage and on your own time. I'm sure that was happening too. But even at the time of... I forget if uh, they made the jump to TNN at this point, but I would say like Raw was still going towards that more hardcore-ish atmosphere or so, and like maybe there were supposed to be some sexy uh, antics uh, happening, but... Why your old ass uh, is involved? I don't know. Like, <laughs> and so, like, if uh, if R- William Regal uh, because William Regal uh, jumped to the Alliance and the Alliance lost at Survivor Series, uh, I'll give you your job if you kiss my ass. Regal kisses his ass.
1: There's no way to fake that either.
2: No, like you, like you could see. No, that's true. You see ass cheek. Yeah. And yeah. it happens. Uh, yeah, that was lip to ass cheek. Yes. Yeah, uh, the following SmackDown, it was funny as fuck. Uh, he hit, uh, Regal has a segment with Stone Cold. He's like, uh, he's like trying to say, "All right, please explain your actions on Monday." Oh my God, your breath stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's like here, stuff this gum and candy and shit in your mouth. Here, hold on a second. Okay. Hits it out of his hands. I got these Altoids. Why don't you try that? Why don't you try that? <laughs> and then, like, the what? 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 Okay. Yeah, you're upset? Get get something off your chest. Listen to me. Oh, dear God. <laughs> so, Austin's just milking it. But uh, but still, that was just a comedic bit that came from this. But why also make Jim Ross do it? And then uh, you also get the heel turn of The Undertaker from that. So Says, like... Uh like he's one of the biggest faces that was in that uh final Survivor Series match, and then he goes, You know what? I was the biggest Vince McMahon ass kisser. So JR, you kiss his ass. That way you learn a lesson, or something like that. So Jim Ross is in the Kiss My Ass Club. Uh several years later, uh Shawn Michaels would be in it. Uh so would be uh McFoley and Hornswoggle. In theory, uh, like after the invasion, The Rock closed the Kiss My Ass Club by uh, teasing him, saying that, "All right, Vince, you you're a dumbass. You're gonna kiss Jr.'s <laughs> ass. Wait, no, no, no. I think I got a better ass for you." He brings out Trish Stratus. She starts, uh, she starts uh, uh, lowering her, her pants, and he's like, "Oh, this is good shit, pal." He starts crawling towards her and goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa you sick freak!" I got a better ass for you. Out comes Rikishi, makes his uh, return after the invasion, shoves his head uh, halfway uh, up his ass, and uh, The Rock, quote-unquote, closes the Kiss My Ass Club. (laughs) Would it be the last ass that uh, he would have his uh, head shoved up? Uh, Technically not part of it, but in Unforgiven, the pay-per-view that we were supposed to review, uh... DX shoves his head up Big Show's ass. So, why Vince is exploring these fetishes in the ring? <laughs> who knows? Do that on your own time in that fucking <laughs> office with the dinosaur jaw. Like, if, if we want to, if want to see like older men in crazy actions, I'm sure Eddie and Scott will agree that they'd rather watch Peter North, not vince mcmahon <laughs> uh,
1: yes well said adam yeah
0: i'm a nice man
1: <laughs> yes he is <laughs> well done dude
3: <laughs> wow yeah that well well uh, that was very well summarized actually i'm I'm glad you did that one because i almost did it but i was like eh, yeah. i have these other ones i want to do same and i i thought i sort of thought someone else might do it so i'm really glad you did that one because yeah. that was
2: that's a big thing in the shit. heart of uh my start to it like that's this crazy. is my this is my intro to him like i've only been watching him for <laughs> a year and a half now and shit this ceo is fucking crazy yeah yeah legit. Yeah. yeah right
3: he's an actual ceo you know what i mean yeah yeah, it's insane.
1: Okay, so I'll get to my last one. Oh, um Scott. So far... Does he have... Oh, are, are you next, Scott? I think so. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So I hope you don't have this one, Eddie, but uh, I'm going back no, to... No, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I know which one I have, and you don't. It's we don't have the same one. Okay, so I'm going back to 2006. <laughs> oh, the, fuck. The backlash pay-per-view, to be exact. Okay. When Vince teamed up with his son, Shane... To take on the team of Shawn Michaels. Okay, I don't have this one. (laughs) And God. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Shawn Michaels and fucking God himself. (laughs) That was Shawn Michaels' tag team partner. Who, by the way, when God had his introduction, was nothing more than a spotlight trailing to the ring and then being (laughs) like when God would enter the match it was just like a spotlight that's all it was and he was just nothing but the best part of all this was Vince basically comparing himself to God and then trying to show himself or show the crowd why he was better than God because (laughs) God took Sunday off but Vince McMahon takes no days off that's true started his own religion called McMahonism (laughs) <laughs> and pre- proceeded to show Jesus. historical religious pictures like Vince on top of the hill with Moses with his own set of commandments. <laughs> I forgot about that part. This is the CEO of a major corporation comparing himself if not leveling himself up to God. God. That's capital G O D God. Right, 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 right. Yeah, not like a God, like Thor. <laughs> right, right, or, or fucking Hercules. Like, right, right. no, no, no. This is God Himself. And this was all <laughs> done because it was a feud with Shawn Michaels, which took place at WrestleMania 22. It escalated from there. Just the insanity of this guy that he was like, who can be my next big opponent? Shawn Michaels is a big enough. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going straight to the top. I'm going to fucking go in the ring with God. (laughs) I'm going to fight God. That's where this guy's fucking ego is. He's going to wrestle God. Not only that, he's going to fucking win. He's going over God. So there it is. That's insanity. (laughs) (laughs) Dude.
3: Wow. I've totally forgot about that. That was awesome. And it actually started. I don't know if you remember, it started at WrestleMania 22 when he did that prayer in the back before the match. He, uh, I think Stephanie was with him, he prayed and he started off the prayer with, God, you don't like me and I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, oh my God, that was good. And God fucking sucked in that match. That dude had no moves.
1: Yeah, no, I thought I hated Chris Masters. God was way worse. Oh yeah, he's a jobber Oh, big time Yeah, we thought Ryback was bad Oof
2: <laughs> I think I remember uh, during the intros Like just coming coming down the ramp with some uh, Angelica chorus Like, no, 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 you need some better music And it was, then it became something jubilant <laughs> <laughs> It should have been ACDC, that's Vince's favorite band
3: True,
1: true, like Hell's <laughs> Bells or something
3: Yeah, yeah, that would have been awesome (laughs) Wow Okay, I don't know if I can top that one But I'm going to try So for my last one, I have one word Incest (laughs) Oh,
1: I know where you're going with this Yeah, Um, I said it
3: Incest And you know what, you think you know where I'm going with this And I thought I knew where I was going with this until I looked it up and I realized how much Vince loves incest.
2: Hmm. I think I have to ask, like, can you be more specific?
3: Well, so the last one on my notes is exactly what you're thinking, Scott. And I'll just start. I have it written down last because I think it's probably the most insane. No, I'm going to get to it last because there are going to be a handful of people who haven't heard it. Um, so I'll save it for last because it's fucking nuts. But there's much more to it. There are more cases of Vince McMahon putting incest on TV than just the one you're thinking of. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it. It's a favorite.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, so I sort of categorize them in order from crazy, least crazy to crazy. But even the least crazy one is fucking nuts. First example of incest on TV on Vince McMahon's TV show. Katie Lee and Paul Burchill. They didn't really ever do anything, but it was very much implied that they were fucking. They would get up close to each other when they talked. They would rub each other's arms. They were very physical with each other. They were brother and sister. Right. Just very physical with each other. There was definitely like a sexual tension that was very much intentional on the show. Like that's what... They they told them to go out and do that. They That's... they, they It was very much thought out beforehand that you were supposed to think that katie lee and paul Burchill were fucking um unfortunately we have no idea where the storyline was ultimately going to go because mid storyline um is when they turn pg yep and it had to go away so you never got to see dick going in or anything like that so that's the first one that's the first of five. Oh wow okay okay the second one, Adam, you might, I know you know Katie Lee Burchell and Paul Burchell. Oh, definitely. Um, we, met, yeah. we met Katie yes, Lee Burchell. Yes, we did Bur- at Bur- uh, Hood Slam. At, at uh, Hood Slam, yeah. Um, the next one, you probably are not familiar with this person, Beaver Cleavage. Oh, uh, that was one of the uh, headbangers. That was Mosh of yes, the headbangers. Mosh, thank Mosh you. of the headbanger fame. Um, so the headbangers were, they were a pretty cool tag team. They were around for probably two years. They were longer than I thought when I went back and watched the Attitude Era. They were there longer than I thought. Um, they were a cool tag team. I think they came out of Ohio Valley if I remember right. Um, they did like a metal gimmick. Um, and Thrasher got hurt. So they put Beaver Cleaver, Beaver Cleavage as a solo guy. And they did these vignettes where it was obviously a parody of Beaver Cleaver. Who the fuck thought this up? Probably Vince Russo, but Vince McMahon
1: signed off on it and said that, put that on TV. Yeah, but who in 99 even gave a fuck about Leave it to Beaver?
3: Well, nobody gave a fuck, but I mean, if you were like, but if you were in our demographic, you were aware of what it was, you know what I mean? You (laughs) were
1: aware, but you weren't like, oh, this is fucking hilarious.
2: Because... No, obviously no, well, your nineteen ninety nine crowd wants to hear about Jerry Mathers. Right. Well, <laughs> and but references. when you get into the
3: vignettes, when you get into the vignettes, it was kind of funny. Um but yeah, we're like of that age group where like Beaver Leave It to Beaver was on TV when we got home from school. You know right, what I mean? right. Like we watched black and white fucking T V shows. Um oh fuck, hang on. Can can I hear you? Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, okay. Can hear you. I hit I hit the headphone cord again. Can you hear me now? Go um ahead. I gotta figure something out with this headphone cord. Maybe I need a longer fucking cord. That's, um, she that's what said. she said. Jinx yeah. she me of bl- dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so they did these uh black and white vignettes that were supposed to look like leave it to beaver. Um I don't know who played his mom. I looked it up but I couldn't find who it was, but it was some blonde chick with giant tits. Um that narrows it down. So she'd come in the room and and beaver cleavage would stare at his mom's tits. And he would get into these fucking, like, scenarios. Like, one time, like, he was eating cereal for breakfast and he complained that it was too dry. And she told him that it would be better with mother's milk, which is just fucking disgusting. Oh,
1: gosh. It's just
3: disgusting. It reminds me of, like, I watched a documentary one time about, like, women that breastfeed their kids till they're, like, 14. Um, (laughs) Which, I didn't even know you could do that. Like, I didn't know that was, like, a... I didn't know that was a physical possibility, but apparently it
1: is. And are you getting um, it from the tap or are you getting it from, like, Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was weird, dude. Oh, well, there was dude. The kid. Well, there was a kid in Game of Thrones that did that, too, remember? No, I didn't watch that show. Okay, well he's like fucking nine, you know, sucking on his mom's tits. Oh, um, yeah, it was weird, dude um, And then there was one sketch. It was like a weekly thing. There was one sketch where he um, Spilled something on his lap and she's like patting his lap dry with a towel, you know, like touching his dick um, <laughs> and then it would be like Whenever something like that would happen the camera would zoom in on him and he would have this look on his face Like clearly he did that on purpose, you know <laughs> And he'd be upset about something, and she would like hug him, but like hold his head against her tits. So it was like clearly he was like he was like a but he was like an adult. Obviously, he wore like a a hat like with the propeller on it, like fucking Beanie and Cecil. Yep. Um, And it was like his whole gimmick was he was like a man child who was obsessed with his mom. Um, and it was like clearly Vince wanted to fuck June Cleaver, (laughs) pretty much. But to be fair, who didn't? But you know. I'm a Peg Bundy guy myself, but. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody is, but, you know, you don't have to be, when it's theoretical, you don't have to be a one-woman man. Yeah,
1: well, I'll tell you what, when I own a wrestling company. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're getting Peg Bundy. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Okay, uh, the third one, the third case of incest on Vince McMahon's TV show, this one never actually happened, but it was pitched. Uh, Ken Shamrock and Ryan Shamrock. Oh, that's when Ken Shamrock had his sister on TV who was banging um Valvenus Valvenus. Vince wanted it to turn out that Shamrock was mad about it, not because it was his sister and he was being protective, but because he was jealous because he was fucking her.
1: Oh, God.
3: And Shamrock said, nope, not doing that one. Yeah, good for him. yeah, and he said two reasons. One was his one of his sons was actually named Ryan um so it was too weird and also it was just well it was kind of all about his kids he was like dude my kids are too young they won't they won't really even like they'll think this is real you know what i mean i don't want my kids seeing this on tv me fucking this chick um so he said no he shut it down and then he got buried um for three months on tv (laughs) just got jobbed out for having good taste for having (laughs) yeah for not being completely insane right Okay, next one: uh, Tori Wilson and Dom Marie. Oh, oh yes.
2: Oh. oh, oh. So now this
3: one is not technically incest because not only were they not actually blood related, but Dawn Marie was engaged to Tori's dad. They were She wasn't actually her stepmom yet. Um, I remember but, this. So she got engaged to Tori's. Dom Marie got engaged to Tori's dad. Al Tori was Wilson. like your gold digger, Al yeah, Wilson. Al Wilson, yeah. Tori was like your gold digger. Stay the fuck away from my dad, and. Uh, Domery eventually said okay fine if you meet me in a hotel room I'll call the wedding off so Tori meets her in a hotel room with the camera crew there obviously and it ended up being like they got down to their underwear and kind of Domery kind of felt up on Tori and they kind of made out and that was sort of so they actually did this on TV it was sort of the one where it actually happened on TV you know like they were physical with each other I mean I guess Beaver Cleavage kind of was um, but I mean, like to the point that they were like making out by that time, it was it's definitely because, on TNN. I think you're yeah. right. I think it was. And it was kind of weird because Tori sort of toward the end of it started looking like she was kind of enjoying it. Ugh. Um, but then it was like storyline wise, she did not enjoy it at all. But I was like, oh, did she actually enjoy it? And she just couldn't pretend she didn't. I don't know. <laughs> um, or was she playing it off? Like she enjoyed it. So Dom Marie would leave her dad. I don't know. Dom Marie the next week was like, fuck you, Tori, I lied. I'm still marrying your dad. They got married on SmackDown in their underwear. This is when Al Wilson got a boner on live TV. <laughs> I wa- I watched it with my mom. She almost pissed herself. <laughs> and a week later, it was re- a week later it was revealed that he died from too much fucking on their honeymoon. And that happened. was a way to go. And this is wrestling. So what do you do? You get revenge in a wrestling match. And they had, at whatever the next pay-per-view was, a stepdaughter versus stepmom match, which, drunk fact, is my favorite kind of movie to look up. And (laughs) that was it for their (laughs) storyline. Wow. And my last one, there's not a lot of details to it because it never went anywhere, but I think it's actually the craziest one. This is the one I think a lot of people have heard of, but I'm sure there are a few people who haven't. 2006, Stephanie is pregnant obviously it's triple h's kid on tv they haven't been married since like 2002 i think they got divorced in 2002 so on tv stephanie's single so vince wants to work this into a storyline because of course he fucking does so what does he suggest to stephanie steph what if i'm the baby daddy <laughs> wow no wonder yeah, this guy he, gets along so well with trump uh, <sighs> <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah like yeah like yeah i'd be dating ivanka if she wasn't my daughter right. <laughs> right. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so his idea is like i'm gonna fuck my daughter storyline yeah storyline brother yeah so stephanie was like hell no dad we're not doing that shit and he goes all right what what if what if it's shane's baby <laughs> and of course she rejected that too this um, bitch yeah and um Uh, I was looking up today. Pritchard said recently that it was just a thing that Vince just said kind of flippantly, like as a joke, but it was never an actual conversation. But several years ago in an interview, he said, yeah, Vince totally suggested that to Stephanie and she shut it down. So Pritchard, you know, Pritchard's the company man. He probably said that when he was in TNA that, that he suggested it. And Stephanie said, um, on the Vince McMahon documentary that Vince suggested that to her. Um, But like now, like Pritchard's like in cover up mode. Right, right. But Vince clearly suggested both scenarios to Stephanie.
1: Wow. Mm.
3: So, yeah. So Vince McMahon is way into incest. And all I can think, all I can um, conclude from that is he wants to fuck Stephanie.
1: Right. His favorite series of porno movies is Taboo. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs> I've got one more that it's, it's kind of up to interpretation. Go ahead. So the pay-per-view that Owen Hart passed away at over the mm-hmm. edge 99. Yeah. He died in the ring. Yeah. Vince made the decision to carry on the pay-per-view. Keep it going. Yeah. The show must go on. I personally feel that was the wrong decision. Probably. Probably. Yeah. That to me is maybe the craziest thing he's ever done. Well, maybe you could put a very close second to that when he interviewed Brian, <coughs> excuse me, Brian Pillman's widow the night after Pillman died on Raw. That oh. that to me is way crazier because you know what? He had, to, he had a day to think about that. Yeah, the
3: exactly. O, yeah, o, that's true. The Owen thing, he was suddenly put into a position that no one had ever been put into before. And he just made a judgment call and he might even say now nah, it was the wrong call. You know what I mean? It was, he had no time to think it through unless it was just like, we got to do something. Unless in yeah, the so, 15
2: minutes or so after thinking it was just an injury, maybe that call was made. I mean, you could just, you could justify that guess taking place. Well, it was a little bit yeah. of
3: time before they knew he was dead. So obviously you keep the ghost, sh- you keep the show going, knowing he, only thinking he's hurt, but the second you get the word that he's dead, you could call the show off. And I don't know exactly how many matches were left at that point.
1: Yeah. It was a but, handful.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, that's just such a crazy fucking scenario. Like, you just, like, like, I'm saying, like, it's a situation you never thought you would have to deal with. You could have never fucking predicted it or thought how you would handle it beforehand. Yeah. So, he made a call on the fly, and it probably was the wrong one. But... The Brian Pillman's wife one, yeah, he had a whole day to fucking rethink that one.
1: So maybe that one is worse. I don't know. But that both to me come worse. off as tone deaf. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. yeah. I think the Partless.
3: I, think, I think the Pillman one is way, way worse.
1: Yeah, like it's painful to yeah. go back and watch that because she's clearly yeah. not in the emotional or mental state to yeah. be giving any type of interview. Like she's grieving her husband and you're interviewing okay. the day after it was found out he passed away like... Dude, what the fuck?
3: Well, I'll tell you what: if there had been a dog show on TBS that night, he probably wouldn't have had her on TV. <laughs>
1: Shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? True, true. So, okay, that rounds out my my Vince is crazy slash also heartless.
2: I will close. There you go. I'll close this I, up. I, or-
3: I really quickly, I had one that almost made my list. Go for it. Um, that would have been a real life one. Um, fucking with the NFL. I thought was really <laughs> crazy Vince dick waving bullshit. Yeah. Where I'm gonna swing my the, dick, pal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the XFL probably wouldn't have gotten over anyway. Or maybe it would have. But he did himself no favors by coming out and burying the fucking NFL. Right. Which every fucking um, you know, the entire media loves the NFL. And then you're right away getting yourself bad publicity and you're getting the networks to hope you fail and all yeah. this shit. Like he's getting the deck stacked against himself for no fucking reason. Right. He didn't have to do that. Right. He could have just nice. said he could have just said, hey, we're the league to watch in the offseason, not they're the no fun league. Fuck them. We're way better. Yeah, There's exactly. No reason. Yeah. He, they weren't competing with each other because they weren't on the same time of year. He didn't have to do any of that shit. But it's Vince fucking being Vince. He doesn't play nice and too. lose and lost a bunch of fucking money
2: because I want to say yeah, like exactly. maybe this is something that wasn't brought up in the Vince failures episode, uh, uh, for the XFL. They were tell they were telling him Vince, do not get out in the center of the field and introduce the XFL. Because the moment that you do that, Mm -hmm. you turn the XFL into a character show, not a league for football. Because what would then be happening is that they would be building these giant sets at each stadium, just like a Raw set or a SmackDown set, and they'd have a team enter. And then the announcer like, let's give a warm welcome to the visitors. And like in the middle of all these interviews, uh, with the coaches, and so like trying to create storyline. These coaches are like, "Do you fucking mind? I'm trying to coach some football here." Yeah, yeah. So like, just him thinking that ev- everything is a production, pal, and yeah. he literally turned the XFL into a laughing stock Saturday program.
1: Yeah, up until Rock bought it, it was a one hit wonder, really. Yeah. Was there even a hit? <laughs> you know what I
3: mean?
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna close mine out with uh, how do you how do you do this? Faking his own death.
3: <laughs> I almost had that one, but I figured someone else would
2: have it. In the year of our Lord 2007, in June of 2007, there's a spot where uh, nobody appreciates Vince. He exits the arena uh take closes the door in his limousine and limousine blows the fuck up. <laughs> so, yep. okay. If you if you're going to commit to this, make sure you commit all the way or go the full monty. What was it this episode or the previous episode that we did? The full monty.
3: I think it was this episode. Okay.
2: Either way, if you're going to do something crazy like that, Fucking go all in.
1: Well, I mean, who knows where this was gonna go? Yeah, because the following week he couldn't continue to go through with that oh. angle that had taken place. Oh yes, right
2: ob- for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, and we're not gonna give a spotlight on that person. But for no, ob- no, 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 no. We should explain it. Okay. Fucking um, ooh ooh killed everyone.
3: Right, and now they have a real life death. In the company yeah. that they can't
2: pretend. Like didn't not happen. even yeah. a month later.
3: Yeah, and then it, it no, it was the week. It was later. like the it following was, week. Yeah. It was the follow. It was that. It was that Monday. It was the following Monday because he, that happened on Monday. Yeah, Ooh went crazy on, or they found out he went crazy on, on the, Monday. The next Monday. Yeah, and that Monday they did the whole show the as a episode. Tribute, to him.
1: tribute show. Yeah,
3: he kicked the show off. He came in the ring, kicked the show off saying, Last week my character, Mr. McMahon, was killed in a limousine explosion. Like yeah. he had to blow the whole storyline off. Literally, literally a week later. And that was just a bad that was a bad timing situation.
1: Totally. Um but like
3: the circumstances yeah, so,
2: afterwards, yes, definitely a stroke of bad luck. And, yeah, it, had ha- no and it had to be that. exposed. So Yeah, and but, Paul London lost his job. Why'd he lose his job? Because
1: he was smiling when Vince walked by him that's right that's right yeah he got buried for a while and then eventually fired right right yeah um if not fired almost immediately because he was smiling and they didn't like it on the playback and they're like you're fired right right yeah um (laughs) that
3: was a crazy fucking storyline too because um the best part about it was or not the I i don't know if i should say the best or the the part that Vince should have fucking thought of is the fucking stock took a fucking shit the next day. because <laughs> People thought the like fucking the stock, owner was dead. I'm Googling it right now because I'm trying to find out how much you know, value it lost the next day, but the company actually fucking lost value. Like People lost money because Vince blew himself up in a limo the next day. Can you
1: imagine the next day um, on Wall Street? People are talking about the fucking owner of the company. Dude, you guys see Raw last night? The fucking owner of the company died. Yeah, he blew up. The on fucking car exploded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I
3: mean, sell, uh,
2: This this had
3: real world consequences. Yeah, just like when he got you don't see just like the that one time CEO, Raw, CEO got, of
2: Campbell's doing this shit.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Like that time he uh, like that time he got arrested on Raw maybe like five years ago. And a bunch of people actually called the fucking Brooklyn police and were like, "Throw the book at that motherfucker, dude! Oh you should gosh. see what this guy's done on TV." Like they thought he got actually arrested. Marks. So a bunch of people, a bunch of people who you know own stocks were like, "Oh shit, Vince is dead! Drop the fucking stock!" You know, and a bunch What's enough of them dumped it, The price fucking went down. Yeah. So I mean, he did a storyline that like did that, like lost value of his company. Damn, yeah, it's it went his back company. Up. But yeah, yeah, right. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um drunk fact about that a story came out a couple years ago where um uh trump saw that on tv he must have seen a clip of it and thought vince was actually dead and he called the company He called vince or, or somebody he called someone at the company. company's like shit what happened man vince is dead <laughs> did i send flowers yeah right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was going to call up the news and be like, I was almost in that limo with him. Oh, God. <laughs> like when that helicopter crashed. Oh, dude. <laughs> and I now have the biggest limo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a good one adam i'm glad you had that dude because i almost did and i just didn't because i thought someone else might yeah, so yeah really it was one
1: of that. those like somebody's somebody has to have this one yeah
2: it's just it's yeah. just it was just like, like it's now a what it's definitely a what if scenario but what did what were you planning in elongating this yeah um,
1: where was it going yeah. long term had it not Elong- ended a week into elongating. the elongating
3: <laughs> Maybe we should do a what if, where like, what if he actually died in his limo? Huh.
2: Hmm. Listeners, do you want that? We haven't. Respond to Twitter right now. now.
1: Yeah, that could be a good one. I mean, superheroes come back from the dead all the time. How would they have written McMahon back into existence? Would you have no, been no, like no, no, Burt Bray no, Wyatt? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I
3: mean, what if he really did die in a limo? Oh. Like, as a shoot. Like, Vince Man in 2006 actually was dead
1: oh well this wouldn't have been much of an episode now would it
3: no no I'm saying that would be a what if like what if Vince McMahon died in 2006
1: oh hmm shit the products would have gotten way better way sooner (laughs)
2: yeah with that million dollar giveaway uh shit would that have happened or was that before this (laughs) no this that was after that was around 2008 Uh, yeah
1: it was around 08 yeah dude i i was fucking coming home early from work i was fully invested in that million dollar giveaway shit me too me too i was actually
3: i was at one of those shows in uh, in oakland oh no shit it was the one where fucking sean got put through the geratron 5000 oh Oh, damn yeah yeah, they That's did, the, they did the, million, the million dollar thing, too, at the same show. Good storytelling in that feed. Yeah, it was That
1: cool. was fantastic.
2: Yeah, it was good. All right. That rounds out. Right, well, I, th- I think that wraps that it up. That rounds out the crazy that is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, did we cover all the bases? Probably not, but... Please uh, let us know uh, what you think of our picks as well as any others that you might know about. Please let us know on the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, wrestling underscore drunk. Please remind your family and friends and heels and faces to like, share, and subscribe to our show. Also, leave reviews so that we get recognition boosts and we can keep this drunk wrestling adventure going. On behalf of Eddie and Scott, I'm Adam reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody's watching. And we will see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three. Good shit, pal.
0: Ruthless aggression.
1: This hates sneezing.
0: <laughs> come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Sugar, baby. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Sugar, baby. Sends a sexy, sexy little thing, this paper picture got me sprung with your tongue ring, and I ain't gonna lie cause your loving gets me high, so to keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try, butterflies in her eyes and her looks to kill, time is passing, I'm asking, could this be real, cause I can't sleep, I can't hold still, the only thing I really know is she got sex appeal, I can feel, too much is never enough, you always there to lift me up, when these times get rough, I was lost, now I'm found, ever since you've been around, you're the woman that I want, so you're on putting it down. Some kind of hidden message To show me life is precious And I guess it's true But to tell the truth I really never knew Till i met you See I was lost and confused Twisted and used I knew a better life existed But thought that I missed it. my My shot. wild I was living like a wild child Trapped on a short leash parole on police files So yo what's happening now I see the sun breaking down Into dark clouds And a vision of you Standing out in the crowd So come my lady Come come my lady You're my butterfly Sugar baby Pretty baby, I'll make your legs like shake to make me go crazy Come, my lady, come, come, my lady You're my butterfly